Explore Milwaukee's past and its future, one building at a time. This is Urban Spelunking with On Milwaukee's Bobby Tanzillo and me, Nate Immig, from 88.9. All right, Bobby, we're, we're going to the east side this week to Downer Avenue, and we're, we're going kind of right in the middle of the bustling district there. Talking about the former Chancery Building, this was built in the 1930s. Chancery closed in 2007, and it got a new owner in 2020. So uh, I guess let's start in the present, Bobby. What's going on at this building where the Chancery used to be on Downer now? I just want to say as as we start that the, it's sort of intriguing to me that um, 15 years after the Chancery closed, everybody still calls it the Chancery Building. Yeah, right. Yeah, for sure. And there have been other businesses in there in the meantime, you know, but still it's just the Chancery Building. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so this new company bought the building in um, 2020. Uh, and the first thing they did was convert the offices on the second floor into uh, apartments. Uh, and those offices, a lot of people are familiar with those because they're like uh, there was some well-known dentists up there. There were doctor's offices, you know, so it was a very kind of neighborhoody. This is pretty close to the Downer Theater too, right? And like kind of right on that. Yeah, like two doors down from the Downer Theater, kind of like yeah. equidistant between Boswell Books and and Downer. And now what they're doing is they're uh, focusing on the retail spaces and sort of uh, freshening those up to try and attract new retail tenants because except for Optics on Downer, which is in there um, and moved from a block north on Downer a few years ago, uh, this most of it's been empty for a while now. So they're really going to sort of focus on redoing the facade of the building. Yeah, and there was like a city plan, right? There was two options and and they decided to go with kind of continuing the facade that's existing? Yeah, there had been talk of restoring it to the original kind of 1930s facade, which used this vitro light, uh, which was mm-hmm. a kind of glass um, that you see on really old storefronts. Often it's black. Sometimes you'll okay. see it. Um but it's, they don't make it anymore. It's really hard to find. Um, and so when the city historic preservation commission kind of opted to stick with the brick that's there now, because that's sort of key to the optics facade is that brick. Um, they decided against the vitrolite, which probably was something of a relief to the, to the building owners, you know, (laughs) probably hard to find that stuff, right? Yeah. I'm guessing this, you know, but it, it is pretty hard to find. And it probably as much as they, um, I mean, they threw the idea out there, so they must have liked it at least somewhat. But um, it was definitely probably the more challenging of the two options. Well, what I love about this story, Bobby, is it really gives you a snapshot into this this like bygone era on Downer. And you found a bunch of pictures, as always. There's some really great photos of these old cars parked outside this building. But also a string of like neighborhood spots that were in this building over the years since the 1930s. All these like well-known neighborhood hangs, right? Yeah, and what I love about that is, that as as we mentioned earlier, even though everybody calls it the Chancery Building, it's had this really long string of places that were well known in their day. You know, I mean, during, before the Chancery was Judge Jason Downers, which was also uh, super popular, and, and there were a bunch before that too. Well, we're going to get into that next on Urban Spelunking: The History of This Building, going back to the 1930s. We all wish we can find a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. But have you ever considered that there might be one at the end of your driveway? That car, truck, or boat you don't need could power hours of your favorite on-air programming when you donate it to Radio Milwaukee. Pickup is free, and you can qualify for a tax deduction. Visit RadioMilwaukee.org slash cars to learn more. If you're looking to have some fun in Milwaukee, we've got you covered. You can count on us to spotlight local music, events, and stories every hour, every day. 
All of these programs are free to enjoy because of support from listeners like you. When you join Radio Milwaukee today, you're supporting our local focus. And you'll be entered to win a $100 gift card to Buttermint Finer Dining and Cocktails. Visit RadioMilwaukee.org slash donate to make your gift today. All right, we're back on Urban Spelunking on Downer. This is the old Chancery Building, which you mentioned it's been 15 years since it was the Chancery Building, but a lot of people still know it as that. We talked about the renovations that were happening there, the new residential units that were converted in the upstairs and the refreshing and the and the freshening of the lower level. But let's wind back the clock to the 1930s and talk about when this building was first built. So what what were some of the early tenants and uh, like who, who moved in first? So when it opened in 1936, there was uh, Ben Franklin. And a, are you old enough to remember Ben Franklin? I remember Ben Franklin. Yes, absolutely. I think they had one at Mayfair. Or... Yeah, they were all over the city. They were um, they were sort of what growing up in New York we would have called variety stores. I'm not sure if okay. they were called here, but they sold like um, just everything, you know. And and in the end, the ones that survived the latest um, kind of focused on sewing stuff like fabric and, and craft related stuff, but they weren't okay, always yeah. like that They're early on that, you know, I still remember them. Even when I moved here in the eighties, they had like candy and just all kinds of household stuff. Everything. Yeah. yeah. They just had everything. So that was, that opened in, in part of it. And over the years, there was always um, some of the storefronts always had things like that, uh, like a fruit market, uh, a butcher shop. Um, and for a long time, in the like seventies and eighties, there was a, an art gallery, but the space where the chancery was is the one that's most intriguing to me. Cause really almost since the beginning and almost nonstop, it's been home to a string of restaurants, nightclubs, bars, um, that all were sort of interesting and kind of of their day. My, the first one that opened yeah. in there was called Lindy's, which I love, okay. you know, presumably a reference to Charles Lindbergh, I'm guessing. Um, ah, yes, it makes sense. 1930s. And, yeah, and early ads for it, you know, they, they, you know, they had Topper Thompson playing guitar and Squeeze Harris playing the accordion. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good name for accordion guy, right? Absolutely. Squeeze Harris, right? A- yeah. Absolutely. And they, it's a try our mint julep, nothing like it in town, you know, so you just think you'd love to be able to trans to be transported back to that. For, oh my uh, goodness. For, for yeah. one night to go hang out at Lindy's, <laughs> pull up a chair, get yourself a mint julep, watch squeeze. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, and then after Lindy's and, and how long was Lindy's there? Uh, for a few years into probably the early forties. Okay. Um, and then Denny Holland comes down from the tuxedo bar, which we talked about in the past. That was a block North on Downer uh, in space that is now part of the um, Sendix grocery store. Uh, And he opens his own place there uh, first called the townhouse, which had two parts to it. The the townhouse had Denny Holland's cocktail lounge, which offered quote unquote discriminating entertainment Um, and and less Fink's that's F I N K apostrophe S less Fink's dining room, which offered excellent cuisine and complete dinners. Which I'm a big fan of completely. Yeah. I don't know about you. I, I sort of hate the like fractional dinner, you know. Those. Right. If we're gonna go if we're gonna take the trouble to go out to dinner, I want a complete dinner. Right. Very unsatisfying <laughs> to have anything but the complete dinner. Uh, and this was this was the early forties. Denny Holland was sort of a well-known character on the East Side for a really long time because of the tuxedo bar and the townhouse and Denny Holland's, which I think at some point 
sort of morphed a little bit into Denny Holland's like steakhouse. I think they were selling steaks and stuff. Uh, but again, continued the live music. Denny was called, you know, build himself as your host on the Gold Coast. Um, oh, wow. Okay. And, and you, when were, you got a rhyming title that really, that really adds, exactly. really, really adds to it, doesn't it? Yeah. And the ad <laughs> said you could wine and dine in an atmosphere as modern as tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so that was, uh, it was, Super popular, I guess, during World War II with uh, soldiers who were coming home on leave would, uh, according to a, a newspaper report, said their first stop was often uh, the townhouse, was Denny Holland's place. Uh, and is there a reason in particular why, you know, why the military crowd was? I don't know. It just said they were sure they would find their friends there. And it was a place where, okay. a, a kind of place where a customer short of cash could have a word with the proprietor and arrange for an evening on the cuff. <laughs> well, maybe it was the proprietor then. Maybe he was just known as uh, that kind of guy. It's interesting that in 1947, when the huge, famous kind of 1947 blizzard hits Milwaukee and kind of shuts down the city, the townhouse stayed open all night, and 60 people were stranded there overnight. Uh, and they, in the morning, Denny got them coffee and donuts. And uh, wow, those are the kind of those are the kind of stories that you know just represent a certain era, right? That that just sounds completely impossible now. Absolutely, absolutely. And and it, he leaves there in 1952 and retires, but. By 1954, I find him working as a host at the TikTok Club on Fifth and Wisconsin downtown, and then soon after, he opened his own uh, Denny Holland's Red Carpet Lounge on 41st and Teutonia, which he was running until 1965. And then after that, he was bartending and working at the Milwaukee Athletic Club. So even though he retired, quote unquote, in 1952, he was still working into like the second half of the 1960s. So definitely a well-known guy in town. Um, and so how long? How long was? How long so, was Denny's there? So he was there until 52 when he okay. fake retired. So the townhouse was there after, I mean, talk about, talk about a great Milwaukee story, right? Like the blizzard of 47 and, and uh, providing shelter to these 60 people who were stranded. Um, and that happened at the townhouse. You said that was there through the 50s or the yeah, early 50s? Yeah, well, the early 50s, 1952. Um, okay. And then after that comes a guy named Buddy Beak, who is also an ah, old, Buddy Beak. a well-known guy in town. Yeah, yeah <laughs> He so, just sounds like he would be well-known. I don't, I don't actually know Buddy Beak, but I bet a lot of people did. Yeah, yeah. So at this point, the Ben Franklin is gone. And as I said, there were other kinds of like food uh, stores that sold food and stuff. And that, there was like a Frank's food shop in the Ben Franklin uh, in the fifties. And by then Buddy Beak had changed the townhouse into Buddy Beak's supper club. Okay. And there was dancing nightly and Buddy Beak was a musician who had a band and, a, and an orchestra and he would play there all the time, of course. Uh, and they, well, interestingly, because this is Milwaukee, they specialized not only in jazz, but also in polkas. So it'd be interesting to see a band that would play a jazz tune and then a polka, but I guess well, jazzy polka. That sounds actually I don't know about that. I don't know about that, Bobby. I don't know. I'm I think I'd rather go that. see Squeeze. I'd rather go see Squeeze in his accordion, I think. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I'd give it a <laughs> shot. I'd give it a shot. But his real name was uh, Leroy Beekler, and he had also okay. opened a place that was sort of famous in town called the Westward Ho Supper Club, um, sort of out in the suburbs with his brother Larry. Um, and then in the 70s, actually, some listeners might remember this. In the late 70s, he opened a place called the Bayside Restaurant in Bayside. Um, and he lived to be pretty old. He was 88 when he died in 2004. So he had the place all through the, like the later part of the fifties and through the sixties. So, wow, that was a pretty good run for him then. And then, so then what comes next? So late sixties, Bradley galleries, the art gallery has opened in there. Um, there's an appliance store in the, in there too, but in the restaurant part, these two brothers who were from Milwaukee, but had a steakhouse in Miami opened up 
uh, a second steakhouse called Brothers Two, um, which lasted a few years. Um, they were they were very ambitious. They had the after the Milwaukee restaurant, they planned to open one in Atlanta, and then their goal was to open seven more in just eighteen months. So I don't, I don't know whether that. Happened. Oh wow, <laughs> that was pretty ambitious. But the Milwaukee yeah. place actually survived almost ten years. It closed in nineteen seventy seven when it was replaced by a place called Judge Jason Downers which a lot of people will remember. Yeah, and that was the immediate predecessor to the Chancery? Yeah, yeah, and it was run by a guy named Tom Shepard, um, who was very well-known in Milwaukee. He had worked as a bartender at someplace else. He'd helped open Major Goolsby's. Um, oh, okay. And then in the mid-'70s, he opened a bar, believe this or, believe it or not, uh, in MGIC Plaza. Do you know what that is? That's, no. It's right behind Red Arrow Park. It's like an office complex. Oh, sure, yeah, yeah. Like a very modern-looking... And he... Apparently, there was a space in there that was open to the public, and he ran a bar called Shepherd's uh, there for a few years, which was insanely popular with, like, the downtown crowd. Um, so that only lasted a couple of years, though. He opens Jason Downers, which is Jason Downers, which is of course named for Judge Jason Downer, who is a well-known Milwaukee judge in the late 19th century. Um, which and is, I guess uh, he must have been must have been pretty well loved. If I mean, how, how often does a judge get a bar named after him? He also had a street named after him, right? Yes, <laughs> even perhaps more importantly. <laughs> so why was he? Do, do you know the story with him? Why he was so well loved? Um, no, I mean, I assume that Shepard named the bar after him just because it was on Downer Avenue and thought it was like a, you know what I mean? Like it was a, sort mm-hmm. of a, a hat tip to the location, but then judge Jason Downers as, as beloved as that was, um, lasted the same as brothers two nine years closed in 86. Um, and then within the year, the chancery opened a location there, which became insanely popular. And I know you and I both remember the Chancery. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, I, I actually worked at the the one in the Wabatosa Village for a few months uh, one summer. Um, but yeah, the Chancery on the, on the east side, the Donner one, I mean, that was there, you said, since 86, right? So from 86 to 2007? Yeah, yeah. So, wow. I mean, yeah. so, so it was there a long time. And I remember when I lived in that neighborhood um, for about five years from uh, 90 to 95. And... I used to go there all the time. That sort of coincided with, you know, my early days in, in my career when I was not making a ton of money. <laughs> so I, it was very, you know, I'd go to the corner store some nights for soup. And, but then once a week I'd head over to the chancery, I'd save my money and you, they'd either one night you could do all you could eat chicken, fried chicken. And they had another night that was uh, all you can eat shrimp. <laughs> you would just you'd eat so like I, a snake, huh? And just like yeah. fill up for the week on chicken and shrimp. <laughs> I would. You'd be good. <laughs> I would. I would. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I just remember going there all the time. It was just a place. You, I mean, it wasn't like it was cheap. It wasn't like going to McDonald's, you know. But at least it was better food. You yeah, know, treat you, yourself to a nice locally made meal. Yeah. Right. So it's it felt like you know it felt like at least you were alive. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, it closed in 2007. Then all kinds of stuff has gone through the building since then. Um, there was that time to kiln, paint your own pottery studio. There's an Einstein's bagels in there. Um, and actually for a while, while the I should mention that while the chancery was open, some of the other spaces, you know, that had been the Ben Franklin and the art gallery and all those other things, um, 
there had been some other stuff there, like uh, Capital City Comics was there for a little while. Oh, really? Cool. And um, Book Bay Children's yes, Books I was that. there briefly. Ruben's Furniture had like a small outlet. And I remember that definitely because I managed a building around the corner and the the Ruben's family member that managed that store lived in our building. But it wasn't there very long. Um, so yeah, yeah I don't been, think I remember that. Yeah, there's been all kinds of like little things that kind of came and went over the years. But in most recent memory, the longest were the were the art gallery and the chancery for sure. Definitely, and I guess the most recent history sounds like um, maybe less so, but definitely this early history we talked about shows you what a neighborhood spot this has been and what a neighborhood Downer Avenue has been for Milwaukee's history. Um, you know, even I guess when the Einstein's Bagels was there, I bet a lot of foot traffic and neighbors and locals were stopping in. But I mean, I think it says a lot about this story. It really shows you a, a window into what Downer Avenue has been since at least the 1930s. Yeah, absolutely. And when I lived there, like I said, in the 90s, it was, um, we didn't really need to leave for much of anything. We had a movie theater. We had Century grocery store was there right. plus, mm-hmm. plus Sendix grocery store was there plus we had the coffee trader I think was still there and Henry's bar next to it um there was the gelato shop licks on the corner ah, um, licks. I remember there was licks, Webster's yeah. bookstore there was uh-huh. uh, uh, Lake Park pharmacy might have closed by then but I mean re- literally there was just every there was a bank where the Stone Creek is now there's a laundromat where um and then Gills, where Cafe Hollander is. So there was, ah, there was Gills, yes. really just everything you needed to like support a neighborhood. You almost you almost could just never leave if you wanted. Well, this turned into kind of a little love letter to Downer Avenue here on Urban Spelunking. Uh, <laughs> well, definitely go check out the complete story. We've got it linked in the info box on this uh, on this episode. So wherever you're listening, just click the info box and get a direct link to Bobby's complete story at onmilwaukee.com. I don't know if he's got a complete dinner waiting for you, but at least a complete story (laughs) up at onmilwaukee.com. Podcasts here at Radio Milwaukee are produced by Kenny Perez, and we'd love if you could just take a moment and rate and review the podcast. Also, subscribe to the podcast. We're out and about every week talking about a different location in Milwaukee every Tuesday from 88.9 and on Milwaukee. Bobby, next week we are... We got an interesting one next week. This is kind of a... Kind of a concept more than a location. This is a. I'm just gonna say. I'm just gonna say. I'm gonna interrupt you and just say that you know, this this podcast is really going down the tubes next week. It's going down the tubes. We are circling the drain. You know. We are talking about uh, next week. We're gonna be talking about the random basement toilets that some Milwaukee homes, especially ones pre World War II, just kind of have sitting there in the middle of the basement. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that's what and, we're doing. In so. all glory. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll be back next week to uh, solve this basement toilet Milwaukee mystery next week. So make sure you're subscribing. I mean, this is the kind of content you don't want to miss. Yeah, uh, we're gonna really we're gonna really snake out this drain too. <laughs> we'll talk to you then, Bobby. Thanks. Bye.